0: Hey everyone we are here we are ready to go New Hope Radio thank you so much for coming along today I'll tell you what we're gonna talk about oh it's a good one it's what Jesus talked about you nobody know talked about <laughs> his kingdom let me ask you which kingdom are you living in which kingdom are you occupied with you know there's really two I'm gonna to try to focus in on the right one today right here on New Hope Radio Don't forget, we're going over to YouTube, uh, February third. We're broadcasting on YouTube, not Facebook. I just lost everything. I just lost my whole computer. Everything? Oh, there we go. Okay. You never know how this stuff's going to work. Yeah, February 3rd. So I did put it on the New Hope Radio Facebook the steps to get there and uh, enlist. Yeah. Enlist yourself on New Hope Radio Facebook. Because uh, we got some good stuff coming up starting next week, February 3rd. I want everybody to come over. Come on over. It's going to be a lot better over there yeah so this kingdom talk today we'll talk about the kingdom what's the difference between the two kingdoms I can give you one word big big difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness big difference Last time we were together, we saw how vital a role that we as God's people, we play in this world. Because remember, we ended with this, we are sent into the world. We have a mission. And the mission is something that not only provides a blessing for other people, but it also raises our self-worth. See, when you're a blessing to others, your self-worth goes up your stock <laughs> increases. So you're a blessing to you and you're a blessing to them. Why? Because when you're a blessing to them, it becomes back on you many times over. And we ended with this thought. The best thing anyone can do for themselves is to abide in these scriptures. Jesus said, we're sanctified by the truth. It's the truth of scripture that sets us apart. That's where we become Sanctified, separated, for God's own purpose. How about this? For God's own glory. That's, you know what, that one word, it kind of summarizes the Christian life. Glory. The glory of God. We are here to bring glory to God. So, we're going to find ourselves today in John chapter 18. John 18 and uh, Jesus you know he's going about preaching about the kingdom but not preaching to like a congregation in 18 we get to this it's almost like a a fast-moving movie and there's a few things going on here Jesus and his disciples they arrive at the garden of Gethsemane where you know what happened there he's arrested and then in verse 3 of John 18 Judas having received the Roman cohort and offices from the chief priests and the Pharisees so we got Roman soldiers we got temple priests we got temple soldiers and they all came in and they came into the garden with lanterns and torches and weapons I'm like really and Jesus was like that too he was like really I was with you every day downtown. You could have apprehended me then, and now you come with sticks and swords. So Jesus, in verse 4, here's the cool thing about Jesus. Knowing that all things were coming upon him. See, he always knew. Here's a man that lived knowing his destiny. He knew everything was coming upon him. He went forth. He didn't run away. He stepped up. He said, who, are you, "Who do you seek? Who are you looking for?" Remember, it was dark. and Jesus, and they answered him, "Jesus the Nazarene." And he said to them, "You found him. I am He." And Judas also, who was betraying him, he was standing with them. And when he said to them, "I am He." They all drew back and fell to the ground. I'm like, wow. People wonder about that, as do I. When Jesus said who he was, people fell backwards. They weren't slain in the Spirit. Then people say, they were slain in the Spirit. No, they weren't slain in the Spirit. But they did fall to the ground. And only John mentions this. Why did they fall to the ground? Difficult to say. Perhaps the expression of his divinity overwhelmed them. See, there was another time when Jesus' divinity escaped him, went right out of him. There was a woman that had a flow of blood for 12 years, and she found no relief from her doctors. And she thought to herself, Oh, if I could just get close to Jesus. Oh, if I could just touch him, I know I'd be healed. And she sought him out in a crowd, and that's exactly what she did. In Mark 5 29, immediately after she touched him, the flow of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, see, he felt it. He felt a hand of faith. Wow, just touched his garment. The power went out of him. And he turned around and looked at the crowd. And he said, who touched my garment? So that was a time when his divinity escaped him and he felt it through this woman's faithful touch. And maybe it was the same thing here. I don't know. In the garden, when he said, I am here, his divinity escaped him again and blew him all over. A different result. So Jesus said to those who came to arrest him, I'm the one you're looking for. Let these others go. I'm the one you want. So they bound him and they brought him to Anas, the high priest. Anas, Annas, call him what you want. We know where he is now. <laughs> After questioning him, Annas sent Jesus to Caiaphas, another priest. Caiaphas sent him to Pontius Pilate. Man, this is going on all night long. Go to Annas, go to Caiaphas, go to Pilate. I told you it was like a fast-moving movie. Verse thirty-one: He's standing before Pilate. Pilate says to Jesus, or he says to the crowd, "Take him yourselves and judge him. Do it according to your own law." And the Jews said to him, "We're not permitted. Any, we're not permitted to put anyone to death. See, they already condemned him. They judged him and they condemned him. We're not permitted to kill anyone." to fulfill the word of Jesus which he spoke, signifying by what kind of death he was about to die. So Jesus knew it was prophesied he would die on a cross. The Jews didn't crucify. They didn't have a right to carry out capital punishment under Roman rule. And if they did, it would be by stoning. And Jesus wasn't going to die by stoning. He was going to die by crucifixion. It was prophesied not a bone of his body would be broken. It was prophesied in Psalm 22. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers have encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Hmm. Jesus said of himself to the disciples, If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men to myself. And what's he saying? He's saying, listen. Listen. I know where I'm going. I'm going to be lifted up on a Roman cross of crucifixion, and people will be drawn to me. So Pilate entered again into the praetorium, and he summoned Jesus, and he said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did other people tell you about me? In other words, do you believe I am? Or are you repeating what you heard others say? Pilate answered, he said, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests, they delivered you to me. What have you done? Are you a king or not? Are you the king of the Jews? If you're not a king and you're not an enemy to Caesar, what have you done? Why are you here? Why are you here, Jesus? And here it is. Here's the point we want to make today. Jesus answered, My kingdom's not of this world. Oh, if my kingdom were of this world, my service would be fighting, so I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom's not of this world. Oh, I love the confidence of Jesus and when he's talking about his kingdom not being of this world it's that word we had last time cosmos When we get the word cosmetics it speaks of an arrangement or a system my kingdom is not of this world's system Satan is the king of this world you know that second Corinthians 4 the god of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. why they do that? Why did the devil do that? So that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who's the image of God? Satan is the God of this world. He was the king of this world before the fall of man. He's the king of this world today. But don't you worry, one day it will be taken from him. Why is the world in such a mess? Because Satan is the God of this world. People blame the God of heaven. No, it's not the God of heaven, it's the God of this world. I was talking to someone recently. They don't believe in God because of all the suffering that's in the world. Wait a minute. The suffering is not here because of God. The suffering is here because of Satan. That's why it's here. Satan pits people against each other. Satan promotes his own religion. You know what it is? Selfishness. That's what he promotes. Everybody live for themselves. You're the most important person in your life. How contrary to the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said, My kingdom? Not only is it not of this world, it's nothing like this world. Nothing at all. So Christ didn't come to conquer the world. He came to conquer men's hearts. And this is why the unbeliever, those that are lost, are blinded. And they don't understand who Christ is and why he came. Because they're blinded. Oh, and how great is that darkness when you think it's light. When you think you can see and you cannot, how great is that blindness. Jesus said, if my kingdom were of this world, I would use force. Oh, my servants, they'd be a fighting army. They wouldn't let this happen to me. Are you kidding? But no, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, it's not of this realm. You know what that means? It's not from here my kingdom's not from here. My kingdom's from heaven. That's where I'm from, and that's where I'm going. You want to come? That's basically what Jesus is saying. You want to come? He's inviting people. I'm like, are you kidding me? Jesus is inviting people to go to heaven with him. He invites everybody, the whole world, and only a few go. What is wrong with that picture? What is wrong with people? The God of this world has blinded their minds. And they don't see it. They don't understand it. So Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Because Jesus said, well, my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, then you are a king. And Jesus said, well, you say correctly that I am a king. And for this I've been born. And for this reason I've come into the world. Here's why to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, oh, here it comes, here's my voice. Everyone who knows the truth knows me. But see, Jesus is not a king in the world. He's king over the world. There's a difference. He's not a king in the world. Satan's king in the world. But Jesus is king over the world. You know why? He's king over the whole creation. (laughs) He's king over everything. So why did Jesus come? He knew why he came. Here's what he said. For this reason, I've been born. And for this reason, I've come into the world. This is why I'm here, to testify to the truth. Now, that word testify, that's a heavy-duty word. Matareo. That's where we get our word "mater," it means to be a witness. When you witness something, you're basically putting your life on the line, your reputation on the line. Jesus said, "I have come to witness to the truth." We could also probably translate it, "I have come to die for the truth." Wow. See, when it comes to truth, you've got to be willing to live for it and willing to die for it. Jesus lived for the truth, and he died for the truth. You know why? He is the truth. You want to know truth? Look at Jesus. You want to see truth in action? Look at Jesus. Read the Gospels. Watch him in action. That's truth. You know what he said of himself? This is how confident he is. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And guess what? No one comes to the Father but through me. Want to get to God the Father? Yeah, got to come through me. Yeah, but what about all these religions all all over the world? They're not going to make it. They're not going to get there. Heaven is big, but there's one door, and that door is Jesus Christ. That's it. One door. Even your house has at least two doors, maybe three. Front door, side door, cellar door, maybe. Heaven, one, Christ. Yeah, it's got 12 gates, but it's got one door. Jesus is the door. So the point today is, Jesus' kingdom is not of this world, and it's not... Get this now, in this world. So, as a Christian, don't live like it's in this world, because it's not. Don't live like it's of this world, because it's not. So, this begs the question what kind of kingdom am I living for? How about this question? What are your hopes and dreams? What are your hopes and dreams? What are they? In what are your desires? In what are your wants? You know, it's so easy to live for this world. People do it. Every lost person is doing it. And I wonder how many Christians are living for this world. I wonder. Doreen finally checked in. She said, one way. Through Jesus alone. It's true. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Why does somebody have a problem when Jesus says, I'm the only way to get to God? Why, do, why is it like, okay? Gee, Jesus, thank you. I'm glad you came so we can get to God. Why does he receive so much opposition? I'll tell you why. Because Satan has blinded the minds of, of those don't, of those that don't believe and why don't they believe because they're too prideful they have their own notions and their own ideas and it's like no man I don't I got my own opinion I don't need God's opinion hmm I heard a I heard a guy say on the radio, not Christian, not a Christian station, not a Christian guy. He said, is it bad to think there's life after death? I'm like, wow, this guy is so lost. There is life after death. And you better think about it. You better think about it. Everybody better think about it. Doreen said, my hope is to hear, well done. Good and faithful servant. Oh, that's that's my hope for everybody that listens to my preaching. I want everybody that listens to me and my messages to live their life in such a way that when they face Jesus, they hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, that's my dream. That's my goal. That's all I want. I want to see everybody lined up. Well done. Well done. Well done. You can't live in this world and for this world and hear well done. You get a pick, a kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. It's not of this realm. It's not even like around here. It's from heaven. It's not too late. We can always make an about face if we're pointing in the wrong direction and look toward heaven and start living for God. And what does it mean to live for God? It means you want the Lord to develop the fruit of the Spirit in your heart. It means that you want your gifts and talents to be magnified, cultivated, so you can use them to bring glory to God. It means you want to be bold to share your faith with people that are lost so they can be found and be brought to God. It's having proper priorities. It doesn't mean you don't go to the beach. It doesn't mean you don't have a hobby. And you don't have fun, but it's putting things in perspective, realizing that there is an eternity and every single person is going to live forever. And the question is, where? The question is not, will I live forever? The question is, Ooh, where will I live forever? That's the question. These are the questions we have to ask ourselves. If Jesus' kingdom is not of this world and I'm a follower of Jesus, then, okay, can my kingdom be of this world? If I'm following Christ and His kingdom's not here, my, can my kingdom be here? I, I would say, no. No, your kingdom can't be here. And what is a kingdom? A kingdom is a place where you have a king over you. Now, if you're in the kingdom of God... Jesus is your king. Uh oh, if you're in the kingdom of the world, Satan is your king. Wow. Which one? Who's your king today? I would say the best thing to do, live as Jesus lived. Bear testimony to the truth. Remember that word matareo? Be a witness. Jesus said, well, I came to be a witness to the truth. If he didn't come and bear witness to the truth, how do we know it? Now, Jesus is gone, but we're here, the body of Christ. And what do we do? We bear witness to the truth. Say, this is truth. Now, a guy could get hurt bearing witness to the truth. Okay. Remember, we live in the devil's world. He doesn't like the truth. He is a liar and the father of lies, Jesus said. You want to be lied to? Go sit under the devil. You want truth? Go sit under Jesus. Listen to the word of God. That's the truth that will set you free. So there's areas of life that we can bear, testimony to the truth. First of all, in life in general. Secondly, we can do it in our quality of work that we produce. You have a job? You go to work every day? You can you can be a testimony to the truth. You can do it in the way you work. You're on time. You're zealous, you're faithful, you're loyal to the company. You're not moping the dope, dragging your feet. You're doing the best work you can. How your time is spent can be a witness to the truth. Spending time in a quality way. You know, spending time with people. Spending time growing. We can be a testimony to the truth in our relationships, friendships, co-workers. You look for that opportunity. You don't become a haunt, you don't become a thorn in somebody's side, but you look for that opportunity to share Christ. Somebody says something, or they look like they're struggling. And you can come alongside and say, how you doing? Oh, you're not too good, huh? Let me, let me tell you, I was struggling one time too. And you know what I did? Somebody came to me and they told me about Jesus and what he could do for me if I gave him my life. So you know what I did? I did. I believed that Jesus died for me and I gave him my life. And things started turning around. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. See, what are we doing? Bearing testimony to the truth. This is what life is all about. Every aspect of life can be an opportunity to bear witness to the truth. This is how we live in the world as a citizen of God's kingdom. That's how. Yes, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're not living as citizens of this world. We're living as citizens of the kingdom of God. That's what we're doing in this world. I'll tell you what, that's the only way to live. Oh yeah, that's the only way to live. Tomorrow, we're gonna come back in John 19 and see Jesus crucified. Oh, what they did to that man. What they did to that man, you know why? because of truth. Truth did that to Jesus. Wow. Join me tomorrow right here at New Hope Radio. Don't forget, go sign up on our YouTube channel. So February 3rd, you'll be there on YouTube with us every day as you proclaim the truth of God. Thanks for coming along. I'll see you next.